When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, good morning. You're listening to Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment, getting very excited for the halftime show at the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. Okay, this is pretty cool. Um, as we know, the weekend is going to be performing for the Super Bowl halftime show, and now we hear that the show will only be in the stands. Nothing else. Nothing on the field. Really? Oh, I I wonder if they're hmm. Is that are they blocking off a portion of seats and then setting up a stage there? But that would obstruct a bunch of views. Good question. Hmm. What's but, up with this? Okay, so what we're hearing is it's going to be different. Obviously, it's going to be phenomenal, according to <laughs> sources. It's going to be historic. Um, a source had confirmed that the stage and the sets will all be in the stands, but added that the weekend could step onto the field during the show. Okay. Normally, okay, those shows are assembled by like 5,000 staffers in 13 minutes including the performance this year it'll be put together by a fraction of that number it's like a thousand people they can't touch the field um so the source is saying wait till you see it it's beautifully done Hmm. um and then this article i don't even remember where i got the article was it in page six they say they hear that the team behind the show didn't want to go virtual Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Then it could be anywhere. It could be in Vegas. Right. The whole idea of the halftime show is you're able to experience that while you're there. Uh, The NFL didn't want the fans in attendance not to have that live experience. So the easy way out is to have it somewhere else. But it looks like they are going to do it there in the stadium. Here's the part that I don't understand. How, and I'm sure this will all make sense on Sunday. But how is this more COVID-19 safe than going on the field? Because there are, I think they're letting in 25,000 fans to the game who are in the stands. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How is this safer? I don't know if that's the purpose behind it. Well, it says on page six that they are uh, doing this to observe COVID-19 safety precautions. Maybe to keep him away from the players. Because no one's allowed on the field question but the players but then again wouldn't you be around more people the players are off the field you're near people i'm sure this will all make sense i'm just asking the questions upon reading this headline and i haven't read it did they say is this stage going to be 
pre-done or are they going to build it like right before the show? Like, you know how they, they come out and they bring it out during the regular halftime yeah, show? Yeah, the 5,000 people who so do it gonna, in 13 minutes. So they're going to do that. They're going to, or is it going to be pre-built? Is it, that's my question. That's a good question. I yeah. don't have the answer. Tricky. If it's pre-built, that's safer because you're not rushing for 10 minutes, people cramming together, bunching in groups, you know, not really social distancing. If you can build it before the show or before the game and have it ready to go, you're probably a little safer in that process. Maybe well, I'm that's cur- it. Maybe. I, although, if there's a permanent stage in the stands and they are letting 25,000 people in, you would think that great would point. cause an obstruction yes, for a point. bunch of people. Yeah, but so got, I don't know how got, they do this. They've got cameras. Do you think people who are at the Super Bowl are literally looking down at the field? They're probably th- looking at the big screen. No, Tampa Bay doesn't have a big screen like that. This is not like the Cowboys Stadium. This is like a traditional football field. It's not one of the newer. Raymond James Stadium is not one of the newer stadiums. Okay. So I don't... Well, I'm just curious. I think they're looking at it... Is, this is just me taking a guess. Okay. I think they're looking at it instead of looking at what they can't do during the pandemic. Look at all this extra space we have. We don't have to deal with this time crunch. Let's throw it up in the stands. Very cool. Well, maybe they're putting it in a part of the stands uh, that they just blocked off. Yeah, for sure. And they just say this isn't going to impact anybody. That's how I'm know. looking at it. I'm thinking there the the fans are going to be in one area. There's going to be an area blocked off. This yep. is just me spitballing. Yeah, yeah. And they say thinking, it'll be beautifully cre- done, different, historic. And why create all that chaos on the field if we've got all this extra space to use? Yeah, that's just sitting there. So yeah. that I don't know. Um, but it looks like the weekend said that. Um, let's see. We built a stage within the stadium. We're also using the field, but we wanted to do something that we've never done before. So, you remember he threw so much money into this, like seven million dollars, the weekend of his own money. He of wants his to use these yeah. edgy elements. Um, maybe they, it includes bandages and blood, facelift. But it's okay. going to be PG for families. I think with the weekend saying due, due to COVID and for the safety of players and the workers, we built a stage yes. within the stadium. So it does sound like it's already they, set up. That there it. won't be the rush. So, yeah, cool. well, hey, I'm, I'll be curious to see how it all plays out. He's a, he's a very, he strikes me as a really creative guy. So yes. when they say it will be different, it will be historic. Maybe there's a touch of hyperbole in there, but maybe not with the weekend. Hmm. I have some interesting facts about the the weekend. The weekend. His name is Abel. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. He he got his stage name because he wanted to be the weekend, just like it sounds and is spelled. He wanted that, but it was already taken by a band in Canada, so he dropped the E. That's how he got around that. Oh, okay. Uh, his parents are Ethiopian. He speaks the primary language of Ethiopia that I can't pronounce. Try, try it. Try Amharic? It. Amharic? Amharic, sure. A-M-H-A-R-I-C? Mm. He founded a nonprofit to help young creative entrepreneurs. Cool dude. Made a cameo in Adam Sandler's Uncut Gems, which I can't recall. I saw that movie. Very dark. Very dark. Uh, remember, he didn't even receive a Grammy nomination, even mm-hmm. though he was like 
number a gazillion one number ones in 34 and, countries and yeah. yeah so it'll be interesting Ooh, i'm excited Ooh, i'm Ooh. blinded by oh. the Eric Church is going to be singing the national anthem at the Super Bowl alongside with R&B singer Jasmine Sullivan. I thought this was an interesting story. He says um, he's one of my favorite country performers, by the way, and it's not because he has the best voice. He's just he's just edgy, you know, super edgy, really great in concert. He's never wanted to sing it because He said, it's a really hard song, and I'm not a vocalist. I'm a stylist. Uh, He believes he has more to lose than gain from singing the song because, but he (laughs) I get that. He definitely, Mm -hmm. uh, but he believes it's the perfect time for a show of American solidarity. And he said, prior to January 6th, and we all know what happened in our uh, nation's capital on January 6th. Mm -hmm. He said he would have shied away from singing the anthem, but the fact that I'm a Caucasian country singer and Jasmine Sullivan is an African-American R&B singer, I think the country needs that, that solidarity, that the differences, the juxtaposition, you know, to show the unity. Yes, I think that's great. I think it's great. I'm really interested to see what he's going to do. Yes, with that because obviously we know she can sing are we gonna hear some killer harmonies that's what that's I want. what i'm thinking that's what i want i'm picturing him on the piano too really does he play the piano yes okay this may be a dumb question but what's a stylist versus a vocalist a performer versus someone who sings really well. Madonna I, would be a good example okay that's what i, I thought say, i just want to know i would say britney Spring, spears springsteen oh. i would say Whoa. is more of a stylist than a than a vocalist got it Dylan, you. you know? Yeah, that makes sense. He is, he, is, he is a spectacle when you go to his shows. It's definitely entertaining. Oh, yeah, so much fun. Yeah. Ed Sheeran, stylist, not a vocalist. Hmm. I disagree Taylor with Swift. everything you just said. Uh, I thought you might have. That Taylor was the joy in saying Actually, Taylor might be a good example. Really? I would say so. Oh. Yeah. She's yeah, not, like, like the she best wouldn't singer. win if you put her into a singing competition. No, absolutely oh. not. Yeah. Right, Frankly, I always think of it in terms of American Idol. Half the people that are out there and performers today, and I love it. You get get there any way you can, right? Get to the yeah. big stage however you can. But there are many performers today selling millions of albums who wouldn't get a ticket to go to Hollywood at You're American right. Idol. You're right, Steve. Thank you. You're welcome, Donna. Uh, you want to continue a little bit of this Super Bowl talk because we've got some mean tweets with I Tom love, Brady? I love that. I haven't seen it. I love the idea of Tom Brady reading off the haters' comments. This will be great. All right. We'll get to that and more coming up next on My Talk 1071. Hey, we have a sponsor for the Donna and Steve podcast. It's Chill Boys. I love my Chill Boys. These are the most comfortable pair of underwear boxer briefs that I have ever worn in my life. The bamboo material, super, super soft, really cool as well. Let me speak to the, the waistband, though, for a moment. Uh, in most men's underwear, when you wear the waistband, it folds down as though it is submitting to your roll of fat, or mine in this case, that is forcing it down. But guess what? My Chill Boys underwear do not do that at all. The waistband stays where it should, which makes me feel more comfortable longer. Also, no wedgies, no chafing, no odor. It's because that bamboo material has natural antibacterial properties. It's so cool. It's great for biking, hiking, golfing. I sent a couple of pairs to a friend of mine who refs hockey, and he sent me a text thanking me and telling me how comfortable they are especially the uh, performance boxers. You sent underwear to a guy? 
Look at the time. Isn't he married? He's a married yeah, man we're talking about. Thing. Yes, it's my best friend's husband. All right, we'll get into that weird story a little bit later on. You can find out more at chillboys.com. Chillboys, comfort where it counts. Listen wherever you are, whenever you want, with the My Talk app. Live streaming and on-demand podcasts right there in your pocket. Download today at mytalk1071.com, keyword app. My diamonds stay with you. You're never going to hear my heart break. Never going to move in dark ways. Baby, you're so cool. My diamonds stay with you. Material ever fooled me. When you're not here, I can't breathe. Think I always knew. My diamonds stay with you. Shake it off. Hey, we're back. Did you miss us? We missed you. Thank you for listening. Hey, it's Donna and Steve. Hey, everybody. Hey. It's, uh, hey, everybody. It's Friday. Everybody say hey. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. everybody uh, by the way. Saturday night, wind chills close to negative 35. Jonathan Juhasz just sent an email. That is not good. I think it's interesting that people say negative. Negative 35. I go back and forth. I more naturally say negative. Um, or minus but sometimes 35. Minus 35 or... 35 or below. You, yeah. What do you prefer, Donna? Below. I always just go 35 below. That's what so many people like about you, I think. <laughs> <laughs> She can take a stand. Yeah. <laughs> Below. Well, I figured I would just, you know, applaud her because I knew what she was saying when she says, I think it's interesting is Minnesota for, I hate it when people say negative. I hate it when people say negative. I don't hate it. I just think it's... it's <laughs> Does just, it feel a little negative? The choice is interesting to me. Okay. It's just an interesting choice to go with negative. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Super Bowl's happening on Sunday. Have you guys heard? Yes. Ooh, I like that. Oh, listen to that. Can we play start that over? I want to hear the drum solo at the beginning. All right, Rick, we're going to let you do drums. Get it out of your system in the first three seconds. Go. (laughs) Tom Brady was on with Kimmel. Of course, they're doing some promotion for the big game. And uh, he had him read some mean tweets. These are always fun, right? Love these. Love mean tweets. Yeah, and he's got a pretty good attitude about him, I hope. Here we go. You want to hear him? Here they go. Hey, everybody. Tom Brady seems like the kind of man who doesn't know how to use a wrench. (laughs) It's kind of true. Can we be real for a moment? Is there really anyone you'd rather see dropped in a vat of rendered bacon fat? (laughs) And Tom Brady. (laughs) Tom Brady, you suck booty. You ugly. You suck. You throw like a fat lady with a flabby arm and a little girl butt face. Hashtag Tom Brady. Hashtag suck. I hope this loss depresses you so bad that you hardly have sex with your... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Supermodel wife in your giant mansion. <laughs> that's your fun. Can I say, yeah. that might be the first time that I've ever heard Tom Brady really laugh. Right? I know. I was thinking the, the same thing. The bacon fat thing, because he is so guarded and so concerned with uh, the image that he puts out there. But when he when he was reading the rendered bacon fat one, <laughs> he really laughed. That was great. <laughs> when was the last time you think he actually ate bacon? You know? Oh, uh, 1998. Yeah. yeah. When he was a child in his parents' house on a Saturday totally. morning. Ugh. Yeah. That's great. Uh, do we have other fun Super Bowls? So that you barely have <laughs> sex with your supermodel wife in your mansion. That's um, funny, Donna. That's real funny, Steve. Super Bowl 55 by the numbers. Okay. These are some things. If you know a couple of these, you'll go into the game on Sunday equipped and ready to have conversations with your immediate family. Uh, let's see here. The Kansas City Chiefs beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa by three points in their only regular season matchup. That happened on November 29th. The final score was 27-24. to 24. Hmm. Feels like we could get a close game here. Uh, it's going to be the fifth meeting between Tom, Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. They are deadlocked at 2-2 after the first four. This is the rubber match. Patrick what? Mahomes. Okay. Was just six years old when Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl with the New England Patriots. Wow. <laughs> now, when wow. when Brady was was six, Chrysler introduced the first minivan. McDonald's introduced McNuggets. Also, A Christmas Story was released that year. Michael Jackson's Thriller debuted on Mutav. And Terms of Endearment <laughs> won the Best Picture Oscar. MTV, my mistake. Okay. The most common jersey number for a Super Bowl quarterback is number 12. It's appeared 30 times in the Super Bowl, not including this year with Brady, um, but it does include Brady's previous nine appearances. (laughs) What a beast. Right? More quarterbacks have won the Super Bowl wearing that number than any other. 17 times the Super Bowl winning quarterback has worn number 12. They've also lost more than any other 13 times. As for Patrick... Mahomes, number 15. That jersey number has appeared only six times in the Super Bowl with a 4-2 and two record. Hmm. 55 is not only the number for this year's Super Bowl, but also the record for number of points scored by one team. The San Francisco 49ers beat the Denver Broncos 55-10 to in Super Bowl 24. The most combined points ever was 75 points when, again, the 49ers beat the San Diego Chargers 49 to 26 in Super Bowl 29. Hmm. The Kansas City Chiefs, Chiefs dwarf the Bucks in Super Bowl experience. Although it's largely because they were in the Super Bowl last year too. Kansas City's active roster has 33 players who have been in a Super Bowl. Tampa Bay has just six players wow. who have been in wow. a Super Bowl. The Tampa Bay, but cue the music. 
The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the fifth team, seeded number five in the playoffs or lower, to reach the Super Bowl. The last three number five seeds to reach the title game include the 2010 Green Bay Packers. All have posted upset victories. So according to that, look for the Buccaneers to win. Okay. Uh, They're trying to become just the fifth team to win the Super Bowl a year after finishing with a sub-500 record. They were 7-9 and last year. The others to have done it were the 2017 Eagles, the 2001 Patriots, the 1999 Ramalama Ding Dongs, and the 1981 aforementioned San Francisco 49ers. Tell me something about the Bucks, Donna asked. Well, the Bucks have scored at least 30 points in each of their last six games, including all three of their playoff games. They can become the first team in NFL history with four 30-plus point games in a single postseason. Hmm. Have you ever wondered, who got the first ever Gatorade bath? Yes, I have. It was the Giants coach Bill Parcells yes! after the New York Giants Woo! beat the Denver Broncos in Super Bowl twenty-one. In 1987. Wow. Four franchises have failed to ever make it to the Super Bowl. They are the Cleveland Browns. Aww. They are the Jacksonville Jaguars. Sorry, guys. They are the Detroit Lions. They suck. And they are the Houston Texans. All but the Texans have made it as far as the conference championship game. Okay. And finally, the distance for the longest field goal in Super Bowl history. 54 yards. Five. It was set, set by Buffalo's Steve Christie in Super Bowl 28, which Buffalo went on to lose. Oh my God. That's amazing. Hey, um, I want to tell you that I linked up some Super Bowl food deals and discounts from some uh, restaurants that you might want to take advantage of. But in the meantime, give us a call if you want to play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge, 651 641 1071. A prize on the line for you up next. It's the Friday edition of our very popular game. People love it. I think we're going. Are we tied, Steve? Are we tied? I think we're tied. Yes. I think we're tied. Ah! Yes. 12 to 12. Okay, this is going to be fun. Let's do it. It's time to go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host. I am Grant. I want to see how smart you are. All right, guys. Well, we are ready to play the 25th edition of the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. And we are tied on Friday today, this beautiful Friday, with a score of 12 to 12. It's not beautiful. It's really cold. But uh, we have Danelle on the phone. and She's from Buffalo. Danelle, how you doing? Doing good. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, girl. Friday, Friday, Friday. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. <laughs> okay. All right, Danelle's uh, laughter is wearing thin on. She's like, yeah, Donna. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Whatever. Hey, Steve, zip it. Donna's right, gonna so- get your butt today. Oh. Yes, Danelle. Okay. All right. Woo! We already yes. know. You don't even need to get the topic, and you know who you're picking. It sounds like, huh? Oh. Yeah, I'll take the topic, but I'm picking Donna. Okay. The topic today. We've had a lot of news, obviously, about. Uh, the halftime show with the weekend today. So I, I kind of wanted to just stick with the same theme. No. And we're going Super Bowl oh. halftime performers round two. Oh, the oh sequel. My gosh. The sequel. Okay, we the did sequel. this on Wednesday, guys. Right. So, mm-hmm. Danelle, obviously, I think you're picking yeah. Donna, right? Yeah, Donna. 
she has polar vortex brain freeze. I'm picking Donna. Yes. Hey! Yes. Sit down. Sit down. Come on! I hope all I right. let you down. I'm going to go vape. Hey, I don't know where my <laughs> phone is, so all right. <laughs> you are not. Okay, I found it. Okay. All righty. Uh, we go. Let's go, Donna. Uh, I got a call coming in from Ellicottville, New York. I'm going to have to go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. All right, go ahead. All right guys. Um, and Danelle, just wait to help her out till the end, okay? I'll do it. All right, thank you. All right, here we go, Donna. This artist performed the 2005 Super Bowl halftime show, and since his group officially broke up in 1970, he has released more than 30 original albums. He more recently released a new album in December of 2020. Pass. In 1997, actors Dan Aykroyd, John Goodman, and Jim Belushi took the stage at Super Bowl 31 to revive this iconic American band. Um, The Blues Brothers. This artist performed the 2008 Super Bowl halftime show and tragically lost their life in 2018 due to an accidental overdose from a mix of opioids and sedatives. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to say Amy Winehouse just for now, even though I know that's wrong. And maybe Don Henley is the first one. I don't know. Oh, God. Oh Danelle, God. very disappointed. Oh, Seriously. Oh. Danelle, can you help her out at all with any of these? Well, I can help her out with a round of applause. That's about it. <laughs> um, let me see. Okay. So, yeah, the first one, I really, 2020, the artist released an album in, single, or, They released an album in 2020, and their group broke up in 1970. 1970, 2020. Oh, you just thought of something. Okay, okay. Donna, yeah. You, so Donna can't answer. Nope, not, no, not no. the new rule. She cannot participate anymore, so. Okay. You got anything for me, Danelle? I really don't on the first one. On the on Amy Winehouse sounds decent enough for me on the last one, Donna. I don't know. Okay, we're going to stick with know. those. Okay. Let's let's get Steve back. Okay. I'm just going to say a swear word. Sorry. No, no, no yeah, that's don't, okay. Don't, Please don't, don't. Don't. Yeah, no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm Marty's sweating okay, today. Okay. No. All right. I'm texting Steve. <laughs> Hi. Hi. So you got anything planned for the Super Bowl yourself, Danelle? Are you going to do anything fun this weekend? Stay warm, hopefully? Uh, I'm just going to try to stay warm, you know. I think that's nothing really exciting going on. I'm I'm fixing to go to work. I drive a school bus in Buffalo, so I'll be doing that later on today. But. Oh, great. Nice. Honk, honk. School right. bus uh, horn. Hey, guys, it's Steve. Hey, Steve. Hi, Steve. Um, just got four I'm texts from Donna, H, and then hi, and then hello, and then you suck. <laughs> did you say this I'm sorry. <laughs> Danelle. All right, Danelle. Danelle, why have you started a blood feud with me? <laughs> okay. How'd you ladies do, by the way? We did okay. We did okay. Three for three? Mm. We don't know. We did. You did. You guys did great. We'll see how Steve does, and we'll go from there, okay? All right. All right, Danelle, hold off. Hold off for me here, and we'll uh, we'll get hold on for me for a second here, and we'll get Steve's questions, okay? Mm-hmm. All righty. Here we go, Steve. This artist performed the 2005 Super Bowl halftime show. Oh, dang it. And, and <laughs> since his group broke up officially in 1970, he has released more than 30 albums. He more recently released a new album in December of 2020. Oh, boy. Uh, pass for now. In 1997, actors Dan Aykroyd, John Goodman, and Jim Belushi took the stage at Super Bowl 31 to revive this iconic American band. Blues Brothers. This artist performed the 2008 Super Bowl halftime show and tragically lost their life in 2018 due to an accidental overdose from a mix of opioids and sedatives. Oh, God. Prince. Can you read the first one again? The first one is this artist performed 2005. His group broke up in 1970. Paul McCartney. Ah, shoot. All right, we lost. 
Well, let's let the man slowly peel the Band-Aid off, Donna. Grant, go ahead. The first one was, in fact, Paul Paul McCartney. McCartney. Both of you guys got Blues Brothers. And last one actually was Tom Petty. I almost said Tom Petty. Tom Petty. That's the first thing that came to mind, but the year didn't sound right. 2007 was Prince. 2008 was Tom Petty. Back-to-back years, both of them gone. Both from Wow. Wait, what did Donna guess for... Did she get Paul McCartney? No. uh, No. What did you say? I said Amy Winehouse because I choked. I, no. I just wanted. To... That was on the last. No, you said Don Henley. I think for the first for the one. first one. Oh yeah, for yeah, the first yeah. One. And I'm then sorry. the last one he said, she mentioned Amy Winehouse was her was the. See, and I didn't know that the Heartbreakers broke up. I I <laughs> thought it was always Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I had no idea. Okay, Steve. So Steve took the lead with that victory. Nice job, Steve. But we have one audio clue for fun. You guys want to play? I would love to. Okay. I thought this was funny. Um, You might laugh. Just give me it when you know it. And uh, Danelle, you can say it too when you know it. But here we go. Let's have a little laugh at this performance. The front song. Roseanne. I want you to step back from the guacamole dip. I want you to put (laughs) Springsteen. That's Springsteen. Yes. Oh, he's such a great performer. That made me so hungry hearing that. What year was that? Uh-huh. Bruce was 2009. Oh, I remember that so good. Get your get your chips out of the guacamole Step dip. From the guacamole. He's hilarious. <laughs> Put down Danielle, the chicken fingers. Thank you for having some faith in me. I'm sorry for letting you down. Girls roll, boys roll. <laughs> <laughs> Have the best weekend, okay? Bye, Danielle. All right, love you. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. I, Steve, I know say something bad about me when I hang up. Yeah, could you you hang up right now, Tanel? I'm going to just keep on keeping (laughs) on. She's going to stay there actively on hold. Bye, Danelle. She's adorable. Oh, man. She's got a real mean streak, though, doesn't she? Yeah, she sure does. I kind of like it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. She knows me so well. I know. All right. Oh, man. Suck it, Donna. I know. All right, you're only up by one. That's okay. Yep. All right. Only up by one. Time for a tip. Okay, because we both have a few tips. Okay, okay, Steve. Pew 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 pew. Ladies first. Thank you. If you pause a YouTube video, you can use the comma and the period keys to jump one frame backward and one frame forward. Is this? Did we have a YouTube? We did. It was a number thing. Yeah, it was a number Um, thing, right? Yes, it was. I'm going to try this. Okay, so you try it. I'm going to go to YouTube. Put in it like a monkey video or something. Those are always fun. I will tell you what to do whenever I want. Fine. I haven't heard from your sister in a while. When when it was her turn to give me a compliment, she just kind of peaced out. Just well, and she actually and she took all this week off work. Said, "I'm going to come up with one. I'll have time to think about it." And she's just been pacing in a room. Oh, okay, good. Something good, good, good about Donna. Something good about Donna. <laughs> good about Donna. I know. Wait, what was it? Comma or what? Okay, so a period will bring you forward, I believe, one frame. It's not working for me. A comma will bring you backwards. All right, maybe you have to press pause first. Well, that's stupid. Up. Oh, yep. You have to press pause first. And then you could slow mo. Oh, sure, it. sure, sure, sure. This if is you a, just, this is worthless. This is great <laughs> if you're editing. 
Do you know what I mean? If you're just editing a video, it's great because you're like, oh, that went too far again. Okay, that's worthless. I will throw that one out. Thank you. Okay, forget that one. Okay, it's most, here, most this... empowering when you get there on your own. That's... Okay, here you go. Right. If you're staying in a hotel and you need to iron your clothes, okay, this has happened to me before. So that's why I think this is a good tip because if it happened to me, it's probably happened to you. Send the first few puffs of steam into a towel. Why? Thank you. It may have been a while since the iron was used, and what happens is those steam holes might get filled with that nasty brown, orange, or white stuff. It's like mineral deposits, and you don't want that heat blasted into your clothes. Mm. And bring a clothespin whenever you stay in a hotel, because sometimes, you know, the drapes, they open a little bit where that light comes in in the morning, and you're like, That's good. Okay, and that's easy. Or a chip clip, whatever you got. Um, here, Steve, you could use this one. You can fix a scratched DVD by rubbing a peeled banana on it and then buffing it with the outside of the peel. You're welcome. Valentine's Day is coming up. Let's see. We're two weeks away now. If you're planning to go out for dinner, you probably should have already made your reservations. The average person books two weeks in advance, so uh, you'll have the advantage but i don't know how many people are doing that mm, yeah i don't know uh, well you know restaurants 50 percent capacity yeah, that's true that's Never true know. Right, um, what do you got? i'm saving mine i'm gonna save mine for monday oh greedy yep i'm gonna save mine you just know you give us a lot i don't want to overload you just rattled off like four or five of them okay. and so i'm gonna save mine for monday it's gonna All be right, great and give fair. me a it's gonna give me an opportunity to dig into these a little bit more too these All are right. apps that i think can be really useful for okay. you are you gonna remember it's already in the grid on Monday, Donna. Keep oh, up, all right? Come all on. Right. Keep up. Stevie, Listen, I'm I'm reading another self-help book, so I'm going to get super annoying for the next month, and um, and I'm going to be very uh, action-oriented. It's called Atomic Habits, oh, by the way, by James Clear. Okay, cool. You are atrophy. What's next? <laughs> what do we have coming up next? Donna? He's the best thing. I am growth. You are atrophy. Well, I'm sorry that I like to think for myself. No. Oh, oh me, Susie. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not watching self-help gurus. I know. Yes, we all know. We look at Dawn and think she has reached the pinnacle of human growth and development. Stop there. Don't try to go any further. It'll be a futile endeavor. I don't know. You have the next thing. There are four Hollywood tropes. That an article is saying, just need to go away. We just need to stop dealing with these. I don't know if I agree with this list, but we'll rattle them off. And then it got me thinking, what's your favorite genre? If you had to pick, you can only watch one kind of TV or TV show or movie. It's got to fit this one genre. Which one do you kind of know what's always coming, but you're always glad to watch it? We'll dig into that when we come back. It's Donna and Steve on my time. Donna and Steve, we're back. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, everybody. Hey, everybody's there. Hey. I went on to cracked.com this morning. Can I just say before? Now, they had an interesting story. Five. Five pop-up ads awaited me. Oh, it's so annoying. I felt like I had run into a pop-up ad gang in an alley. And they just started like, one guy punched me in the left. Because it was coming on all sides of the thing. I had a left thing slide in, two things on the right. 
and then two at the bottom when I thought I X out of one and there was another one behind it. Rude. That's what I thought. Somebody get me Mark Zuckerberg on the phone. The world see you in court. You're a dead man. Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a painting uh, okay, in a store recently, and I thought I would take a picture of the artist, and the artist's last name was Herbert. <laughs> and of course, all the way back to my car, I'm just like, Herbert. It is. Herbert. A, we've poisoned ourselves. <laughs> and it's our like, listeners. And our listeners. We've had the, the woman who, when the San Diego or the LA Chargers were in the playoff game recently, and or and, at the end of the regular season, and during the game, she's just saying, Herbert. Every time they say Justin, <laughs> Justin Herbert is 10 for 15 so far. And she said it was like in the fourth quarter that her husband finally was like, what are you doing? Why do you keep doing that? <laughs> Herbert. That was so great. Uh, <laughs> all right. So Cracked has an article today about Hollywood tropes that we just need to banish. Just this typical plot line, storyline setting that we do for movies and TV shows. Now, let me just say. I don't mind tropes. We've all been telling the same stories for a long time. And everybody says, oh, when there's a remake, Hollywood doesn't have any ideas. They've been doing remakes for decades and decades. So just when you think we are the only ones who are rehashing old ideas and trying to tell the story anew, we're not. Hmm. So I already am okay with tropes, but I wanted to see what the author had to say. Here's one trope that he wants to see done with. The tech company shining with promise. Think of 2010's The Social Network. It's kind of a dark movie in some ways. Fortunes evaporate. Friends betray each other. But then there's something. There's something there. There's a valuable idea that everybody wants a piece of. And it's a boon to the new world, so let's do it. He thinks it's been done too many times, even recently referencing The Internship, a movie that I enjoyed with Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. Hmm. So the tech company with promise, he doesn't like that trope, okay? Okay. This is a very specific list of tropes, I must tell you. Do you want to tell everyone what the word trope means? I think that a trope, as I would define it, and um, Grant, why don't you look up the definition? Tell me if I'm wrong while I say Figure this. Figure of speech? No, no, no. A trope Overused is like a... theme? A, a, yes, like a theme, a storyline. Okay, cliche. Yes, you know, like in a movie trope, it's just like, you know, this is going to happen next. Like the girl's going to run up the stairs in a horror movie, which is the stupidest thing to do. Exactly. A figurative or metaphorical use of a word or expression. So exactly what you guys are saying. Okay. Yes. Good job, Donna. Trope. Good job, Grant. He's also sick of apocalypse films. He thinks that those are predictable and all play into each other in the same way. I think I like an apocalypse movie. Don, I know you do. <laughs> you live in one. No, no, you like an apocalypse movie, don't you? Yes. Yes, I do. How about he wants to see the cop on the edge storyline <laughs> go away? What you know does what that I'm mean, saying? on the edge? You know, the, in these cop movies when it's always like, oh, boy, Bert's going to lose it. And he's like, all right, if I have to take one more, one more command from this commanding officer, I'm going to lose it. I'm just... I'm going to break. I'm going to break. Yeah, yeah, it's very predictable. Sure. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. And then the final movie trope that uh, Cracked.com is saying we need to do away with, Donna, you're not going to like this one. It is the 20-year nostalgia cycle, Mm. saying for decades we've been at the mercy of creators and audiences who pine for when they grow up. 
20 years ago. That's the time when you just feel sort of nostalgic. So for a while, we've been lectured about movies of the 80s as though they were the most important and influential works of all time. Right. Before that, we had 90s stuff that was looking back at the 70s. That sure. 70s show, Boogie Nights. Yeah. yeah 80s yeah. stuff was looking back at the 60s. The Wonder Years, Dirty Dancing. But are any of us looking back at 2000 right now? I don't think so. Do you? I mean, other than some of our bumper music. In the 70s, they were looking back at the 50s. Yep. Happy Days, Grease, or Grios. I've never yeah, known. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, it also happens with fashion. Okay, Queen. You take know what I mean? Take the stage. Take like, the mic. Okay, people wearing high-waisted jeans now. Whereas yes, people queen. from my generation are like, oh, my God, those are hideous. But yeah. people who didn't experience them are like, oh, my God, these are cool. Yes. Um, Things like, you mm. know, I noticed big shoulders, uh, puffy uh, shoulders. Not, not. Not bone structure. Not. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I'm not talking about um, shoulder pads. I'm talking about the poof. Mm. At the top of the arm. Oh, I like the poof at the top of the arm. You do. I'm a big fan of the poof okay. at the top of the arm. Okay, well, that's back right now. Yeah, it, it's, it's been like this forever. I don't think it's going to change. Do well, maybe you? we just need to stop complaining. Let me ask this then. Talking about those movie tropes that he wants away, what's a movie genre or a TV genre that you always are attracted to? Like if I said every other genre goes away, only one exists. I would pick superhero because I always feel satisfied watching a superhero movie. I would pick real life crime. Grant? I would have to go with real life crime. Yeah. Crime dramas. Crime dramas. Yeah. yeah things, things like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's wow. not. See, I think we also watch movies in a different way. Like if you're watching movies for an escape. I get it. You probably are more attracted to comedies and family films. I... Sometimes I want to watch to to learn, hmm. to understand the hmm. mind of a psychopath. Yeah, I know. a sociopath. <laughs> I know. But then I almost feel like it doesn't benefit you. It just scares you and freaks you out and no, makes you more... this is my version of self-help. That How about is, that? Well, therapists, I think, largely would say that's not healthy. What do I you read for is. self-help dateline? Well, think of it this way. You watch something and you learn where the dangers lurk and you, you learn to be careful. You learn that there's evil among us at all times. So just be careful. So I have pepper spray in every bed and every level of my home. <laughs> this is great. Your self-help is Dateline and true life crime. The other stuff, you just live through life. The stuff that you're, that you're reading about. You could argue, though, that the, the the real life crime, if you never know it, it doesn't do you any better, or any worse. I think it's really dumb if you are going through life really naively thinking that everybody's got good intentions. No, I think there's a way to know that they have bad intentions without specificity, which just they do such a deep dive into the brain of these people. It just leaves you feeling shaken about all of humanity. Hmm. Not in a helpful way, but that's my two cents. All right. Uh, when we come back, Salma Hayek has got a show coming out about boobs. All right, okay.